Listen in. Thanks for doing just that. Music, music has some sort of magical, maybe mystical thing happening. Mystical, mystical. That couldn't be more sucked in. I love it. You see, I want to live life better, unless I'm in some sort of funk and all I want to do is wallow. Songs, artists, musicians, lyrics, they help me in all sides of life. They're like lifts in my shoes. I walk a little taller, my shoulders are on my back. Yeah. Bring on life. Bring it completely on. So I'm full of questions and I listen in. Luckily, or hopefully, I travel with a recorder and open SM58 microphones. You've got questions? I've got more. I'm Frank Jenks. I began listening with a syndicated radio program, interspersing conversation pieces with songs and subject matter. And now, I just want to offer this fullness, the greatness, the insight directly from rock stars to you this way. I'm serious. I could have talked with Sammy all night. It's too bad concerts get in my way. <laughs> I tried many, many times to get my microphones in front of Sammy's mouth, and when I finally did, it was worth it, as you will hear. Now, most people give me the goofy eyes that I find real depth to his songs. But follow me through this interview, this entire interview, and you'll know, you'll see. I intercepted Sammy between dinner and his chicken foot show in Grand Rapids, Michigan on August 13th, 2009. Yeah, I'd rather, but, but I'd rather do it with one of somebody I'm more comfortable with. I'll consider that checking the microphone. Yeah, so I'll, I'll uh, hold it up close oh, like this. If it's no, not too good. loud for you're you. Good. If, it, if we start distorting, you know that digital stuff. It's not good. Yeah, I know, but that's. I'm not going to yell and scream. I don't think. I'm going to be the mellow Sammy Hagar. This is going to be the mellow right. red and rocker. You know maybe. What? And Tony said that he he said you don't want to talk about spiritual stuff because I think he seemed like kind of spiritual. No, we don't want to go that far. Well, that that's not late night far. stuff. Well, you have to wait. Get me after a show about one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. I would do that if you if I'll wait till one thirty if you want to talk about it at one thirty. Or sometimes I, I'm serious about that. Or, well, maybe not. <laughs> but sometimes when you wake up early in the morning, sometimes I'm in that mood as well because every now and then I wake up after what I did the night before and go, "Whew, I made it." God, I need I woke, it. <laughs> I woke up this morning. That's it's a good thing. Right. Anyway, the show is called Listen In. I like people listening to lyrics, yeah. listening to themselves, go out and make a difference in the world. And I think you've written lyrics that have made people do that. Well, I swear, that's what makes me the happiest when I write a song. And I don't know what inspires it and what doesn't. You know, sometimes you're sitting there and you go, geez, I'd love to write every single song right. to be a give to live or a dreams or a right now, you know. But um, it's like you don't. You got to wait for the, something to inspire it, yeah. and not just because Joe's standing here, but Joe on this record, on the Chickenfoot record, brought me a couple pieces of music that inspired a lyric, you know, to me that that was special, you know, like learning the fall it, instantly. Yeah, and then he every now and then a knucklehead opens up a bag of potato chips, which is my, my I, I'm too I'm too weak I'm too weak. But, but yeah, it, sometimes it's the music. I, Eddie did it a couple of times. You know, when sure. I heard the music to Dreams, I immediately started singing higher and higher, you know. So a lot of times the music inspires it, but sometimes I'm uh, just on a path where I'm, I, I want to 
I want to, um, you know, get something off my chest that, that I really feel is, uh, the world needs to hear. And don't you think that people need songs like Dreams so they know that you got you better change your tune? You know, that you're like a train running off the track and the truth gets left behind, those, those type of words, because they, they don't want to give up. But sometimes it's easy to give up. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's really true. I think sometimes if a, if a rock song hits you at the right moment, you're out yeah. partying, and all of a sudden, you know, you, you, sometimes you get caught off guard. You know, when you sit down to listen to a record, uh, sometimes it doesn't maybe have the same effect. It has a different effect. But a yeah. lot of times, for me, when I was growing up, I'd be in a car with my buddies, and something would come on the radio, and I just and I just go, "Yes, this is the way I want to live. This yeah, is who I want to be. Right. This is it. You know, this is it." And and that's I. Whenever, like I say, when I I feel like I've done that with a song. I'm very very happy, <laughs> and that's what you hope. That's what you hope. Dreams did at that time. Oh yeah, I, I guarantee you did. I got too many letters, you yeah. know, and and fan mail that said it. Said it changed yeah. my life, you know. Like they gave me the the the, the hope or, or gave me the confidence to to make changes or to go on, you know. And could you feel things differently in shows when songs like that were played and the energy from the office or from the office, the energy from the audience, um, than say, you know. You know, whatever, you know, whatever, you know, when you redid Jump or whatever, you know what I mean? There's something. Absolutely. There's Listen, something real. There's something that really connects with all of us. Totally. The, the songs that, that when, you know, like the dreams or the when it's love yeah. or, or, you know, right now, even and and, you know, yeah. for me, Eagles fly. Yep. Give the live. When, when I play those songs, something else happens in the audience. It gives you goosebumps. Really? And when you get to goosebumps and you know, the whole damn place is yeah. getting them. Uh, that's yeah. a special moment in everyone's yeah. life. Well, you know, in the in the video podcast that you did for for the Chicken Foot and specifically Get It Up, you spoke about light. So here's here's kind of my first question: What is light? Light. Uh, light allows you to see oh. beyond what is just in your head. Light gives you vision. This is my honest opinion. Yeah. Straight off the top of my head. I haven't ever thought about this. But it's like, in your head, it's like dark. And you see kind of what you feel and you, you have a vision of it. Mm. But when the light comes on and you see for miles or you see farther into... Uh, just what you're feeling or what's going on. I don't know. It just, just it brings something should, beyond it yourself, should, right? Yes, it should. It should shine light on everything and make things more clear and make things uh, a little more attainable. A bigger vision, bigger picture, reach out farther into the light. I'm afraid of the dark. <laughs> well, there's that. I hear you. Well, do you think we can change the world? I mean, can light? I mean, do we just need oh, some yeah. overall? Is is light going to help us with a collective attitude adjustment? Enlightenment is 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 all anyone needs for anything. Yeah. Once you think in your head, the enlightenment, the light goes on, and you go, you know what? I don't ever want to kill a person in my life. Yeah. Then you're not going to go to war. You're going right. to, you know. And if the world leaders were enlightened and say, we don't want to kill people, we aren't put on this planet to kill each other. For God's sakes, war can stop. And you won't have to have a war because if everyone felt like way. So enlightenment is the key. Enlightenment is the key to everything. When when did you find that light? That oh, I haven't necessarily. I'd kill somebody if they if they hurt my children. You know, if I caught some person yeah, know, trying but, to know, hurt but, my children, I'd kill them. But I don't want to. But somewhere you wanted light to shine through you, or at least emanate from you somehow, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I would hope that on I stage can, or in your daily life. Yeah. I don't want to be a preacher. 
I'd rather be, you know, a rock singer yeah. and sing the right songs and the right lyrics and give people enlightenment that they enlighten themselves. You know, because you can't flip a light on for anyone, you know. You can only inspire it. Yeah. And if they get enlightened and they see, they, you know, someone raises up, it, you're, once you're lifted, you can never go back. Once you know the truth, and which I can't tell you exactly what that is either, but once you know what is right from wrong, then you can't ever do that again. It's like Paul Newman said one time about his charitable things, which I'm starting to fall into in my life a lot. And yeah. um, he said, you know, once you're aware of little children that have terminal illnesses and you can do something about it, you have to. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to. Once you're aware, you can go through life not ever thinking about it. The second that light comes on and you get it and you know there's something you can do, you're going to do it. I, on purpose, buy Paul Newman dressing just for that reason. He's, I mean, isn't it awesome? One of the greatest philanthropists ever in, yeah. on this planet. What he did with the painted turtle and still going, I want to be Paul Newman when I grow up. <laughs> well, I, you know, I see that you're involved with Blessing in a Backpack. Yeah. Tell me about that. Well, it's just a great thing for uh, it's so easy because uh, so little goes so far. That's what I like. I, I, right. I, when I write a check to an organization, I don't want it to go in their bank account and, and mm -hmm. trickle out throughout the years. I want it to be going to work next day and yeah. helping somebody that needs yeah. it. And that's the blessings in a backpack. They go to these schools for these uh, children, young kids that are, that are on what they call assisted lunch programs because they don't have any money and they, right. don't, they come to school with no food. So wow. the government pays for it. But when they go home on weekends, sometimes they still don't have any food. So on Friday, you give them this backpack with two, uh, with six meals, three, three for uh, Saturday, three for Sunday. And they wow. come back Monday, and they give you the backpack back. And then it gets filled up oh, on Friday. They so get beautiful. again. So those little kids come to school. They want to come to school. They're healthier. They're, they're in the neighborhoods. There's less petty theft. They're not stealing a bag of potato chips out of the damn convenience store. So it affects store. the whole It gets the all the way down to the right? grades and, wow. and makes these kids feel good about themselves. So I went to the first school I did it for in St. Louis. And and I, I went, and, and it was an all-black school, and these little four- and five-year-old kids, and, and they were standing up uh, in, in the, I mean, the, the principal came up and said, okay, who wants to be president of the United States? And they all raised their hand. And I thought, this is what Obama's done for this country, yeah. and whether you support him or not, he truly gave people hope, and that is light, and that's what I'm down with, you know what I mean? Future in the past about learning from your past and listening yeah. to something on the inside. Oh, yeah, hopefully. listening to that voice, that yeah, that's, light. That's, if, the, if the light has voice, <laughs> does the light yeah. have a voice? Yeah, that's a good question. Or if your memory it? works, you go. You know what? I've been down this road once before, and that, and I remember this got me in trouble. So you say, I'm going to go left here. You know. Well, oh, well, right. If you or did right, I say here. right. Did I say correct? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, say correct. 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 He's right. Chad, you can't play it. We're doing an interview. Uh. We'll see if we ever see the light of day, but anyway, that's Chad Smith, ladies and gentlemen, on the practice kit and in the, the background. Drums. Actually, yeah, actually, this is a good thing. Uh oh, uh, broke it down. That's not good. So when you wrote "Give to Live," were you giving then, or did was it all? Did it also speak to you? No, that was a vision. That was speaking to me. And I, mm. I when that vision came in, I wrote the song immediately. Yeah. So if from that point on, I started thinking and trying harder to live like that because you know because uh, it's not easy to do that. No, no, it isn't. It's and I'm still. That's what I've said before. To, yeah. I'm still like say you know I'm still not saying I would you know never 
grab somebody and physically beat them right, to right, a pulp if they hurt my children. You know what I mean? Right, right. But I don't want to do that. That's yeah. the last thing I want to do in life. Right. But uh, is what happens usually when a song comes to an artist. You, the song is a vision that's given to you from somewhere, and mm. the light comes on. <laughs> that's the enlightenment to where you see the vision, you see it clear, and you write the song about it. And it's not like you've been doing this your whole life, living living this way. Normally, mm. the artists when they present it to the rest of the world, they are they have presented it in a, in a fashion that they yeah. plan on doing it themselves. That's for me anyway. Right. But yeah, th those are the favorite kind of songs to sing. Those are the songs you keep in the set for years. Those are the songs that you know that aren't just pop hits that that really become staples in your career. When you write harder rock songs, great. But when you write Eagles Fly, do you just want them to turn off the lights and put on the headphones and just go away for those? Kind of four but, minutes. And yeah, just kind of at least once or twice. Because once you've away. done it, then every time you hear the song, you can right. go right back to that place. Right. Once Isn't that the beautiful thing about music? You, yeah, yeah. No, you, you, once it's transformed you once, anytime you want it, you you can have it again, and that's the good part about it too. Yeah. Once you know, once you've known where it's taken you, you can go there anytime you want, and that's a little that's a little secret actually. That's a little gift. When I saw the first uh, chicken foot sign, I never in my life raised on farms thought of a chicken foot as a peace sign i know oh, man. dude I, thank you <laughs> i swear it's so funny that <laughs> that we've taken such a funky name and and, and once again it given it, meaning out of given it. it life and That's lifted so it awesome. lifted it because it was actually brian adams who enlightened us to the fact that that's what the canadians called uh, the peace sign they call it a chicken foot really yeah so so but we you know yeah, right, right. but he was hip. I never knew it yeah and we didn't know it either but we that's where we were coming from but he's sure. the one who 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 said oh no in Canada we always call it you know flip somebody a chicken foot I said oh well what a trip yeah. I didn't know that you know and and Richard Nixon had a a bumper sticker made in the 60s that said for the people that were running away from the Vietnam war he was saying that the America it was a footprint of the american chicken interesting and he made bumper stickers i saw one wow I so want, I want we didn't know all this. This is what's crazy it, right? about when you tap in right. to the universal knowledge. The universal chicken foot knowledge. Yeah, is that, that funny? There's all this information in there. Well, let's talk about uh, universal or cosmic universal fashion then. Oh. About how crazy the world is out there. Now we yeah. need bumper stickers to remind yeah. us to we got to get involved. Whether you know the world's getting smaller, people need care. Well, that you know th that was where I am in my life. Like I said, yeah. all of a sudden the lights start coming on to me that you know it's time to take care of people in your own neighborhood you know when the economy hits took a dump it, it was it was really apparent but i was just getting onto it right before that for some reason i was thinking you know right in your own community if you're able you know like a paul newman consciousness if you're able to do something do it right in your own community and if everyone did it in their own community every community has rich powerful or knowledgeable people doctors yep. lawyers and indian yep. chiefs yep. in every neighborhood yep. that can help all the rest of the folks mm -hmm. so rather than just always put your thing up for sale why don't you go and start helping out in your community to make sure the children are fed, make sure no one's starving to death, make sure anyone that needs medical care gets it. And and if, if everyone did that in a community, wouldn't it be, everyone yeah. would be okay? Yeah. It'd be just out of sight. Right now, as you say. Yeah. yeah. Right now. Right as now. You say. No, there's no better time. Yeah, there is no better time. <laughs> uh, oil beat everything, pure water going to win. That you're kind of environmentalist, right? You think, yeah. You think the oil crisis is bad? Wait till there's a water crisis. Oh no, crisis, it's, right? it's, we're done. And I'm That's afraid, the end of life on the planet. Yeah, and I've read too many articles about when there is not if there's going to be a shortage of water. No, it's when. When. 
Yeah. You know, and honestly, you know, you know what I, you know what I pray for? It's beyond my lifetime because I yeah, can't imagine. When you got that. kids and you're going, well, exactly. Well, let's make it beyond theirs too, and then and their kids too, and then their kids, and then pretty soon yeah. <laughs> you're just hoping it never happens, but it, it's inevitable. Here's the thing: I drove down to Cabo four or five times from from California all the way down to okay. Baja. Baja is no water; it doesn't rain. That's what everyone loves about Cabo. It rains about every three years, <laughs> and it's fantastic. But here's the problem: yeah. you drive down there and you see every time. You'll see a little green, your desert, 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 no nothing. There's no animals. There are no people. Yep. There are no shelter. The second you see a green, some trees and a little oasis, which are tr there's springs that pop up. Really? There's a village around it. Oh, right. Everything is built around water. Without water, there Look is no life. The cities are the major cities in this country. It's right there, you go. Right on, yeah, waterways. There, there are no, there is no life without water. Just remember that. Every time you waste water, there is no life without water. Where there is no water, there is no more life on planet Earth. So do you water your lawn? Uh, yeah, I don't have a big lawn. I live on a mountain, so oh, I kind of okay. have a cliff. Well, and it's, do you water your cliff? No. <laughs> you don't water your cliff. <laughs> it waters itself. Man. That's true. Right in, in, in Northern California. I, I'm serious. Do you drive your smart car down to Cabo? No. Okay. But you bought one, right? I bought my wife a smart car for Christmas last year. She wanted an electric car, yeah. and electric cars, the scam with electricity, Not electric yet. cars, is that you plug them into the friggin' wall, and they burn up a whole bunch of energy, just like fossil fuel. It's just different kind, yeah. and it's more expensive, and it's actually just as draining on the environment in its own way. It doesn't put out the fossil yeah. fuel. It doesn't put off, off the carbon uh, the, the carbon monoxide, mm -hmm. so that's a good thing. Yeah. But I'm just talking about as far as it being energy efficient, no, it's not. you because got them cost, big batteries, and they, they're going to be something to be done with them. Say, those right. aren't biodegradable, and, pal. And making the electricity sometimes is a dirty process, it's too, It's a right? real dirty process. That's what I'm but saying. But we don't want to know yeah, that. Yeah, so we don't want to go there. So I bought her a smart car. It's a little three-cylinder. Right. Yeah. Gets about sixty miles to the gallon, and it's cute as hell. <laughs> you, you buy you buy your wife cute as hell things. Yes, my wife's cute as hell. She needs. A, I said a smart. Every smart woman deserves a smart car. Yeah, I like that. But but you do think about recycling. You do think about the future of the world when it comes to how we're going to take care of the trees and the in the grass and the cliffs. Yeah, and the water. So. What, so kids, grandkids, and everybody has the same opportunities that we've had. Yeah, I say recycle. I, you can, it doesn't yeah. hurt anything. Yeah. You know, it's really the thing to do. And don't, you know, like make compost. It's great for gardens and you grow your own food. I mean, it is a big cycle, you know, that whole thing. I'm, I'm not as into it as I would love to be because I'm traveling all the time. Sure. Yeah. So it's hard to do it, you know, when you're, sure. you have to do those things when you're home. But if I was home all the time, uh, you know, I would have a much bigger garden. I would have a bigger compost pile. And mm -hmm. I would be recycling everything. Yeah. Psycho vertigo, world's messed up, and we're searching for each other. We're searching for a oneness somehow or another. Yeah, we? well, that's how are we going to find that? The collective soul, as I just interviewed Ed Roland, because I but I love Ed's that. a great guy. I love that name, collective soul, because I do think we're in this together. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about vertigo. To me, it's like a lot of people are afraid of raising up, and that's what I mean. The world's got vertigo. We're afraid to lift ourselves up. We're afraid of heights, and it's wrong. It's, it's it, yeah. That's dead wrong. the whole thing about vertigo. Is that's that's a joke. That's I mean that's a uh, just a parallel to to uh, I think the consciousness of the planet. For some reason, people just they're afraid of enlightenment. Some of them, you know, they oh uh, I don't want to oh I don't want to hear about that. Oh, yeah. oh uh, you know those people are crazy to do that. You know whatever you know. But it's easy to play small. It's just so easy to to not want to elevate and to bring people down with us because. It's easier coming oh, yeah. down than it is going up to elevate. It's just harder. No, you you walk and you got violent people sometimes that insist that you engage with them, which you know, and pretty soon they piss you off enough. Where next thing you know, you're in a fist fight with some guy, and you go, "Man, this was really stupid. Right, what yeah, the hell right. am I yeah. doing this?" You know, afterward. But the point is, is that yeah, yeah, some people want you to drag you down. They they don't. They're afraid of 
Psycho vertical. <laughs> the seventh seal off the balance record from from yeah. the, your VH days. Heavy song. Heavy song. Heavy song. You know, world. I, I wonder, is the world getting stupid or is it getting evil? Because from that song, uh, I kind of go. I'm afraid that uh, there's a lot of lost souls on this planet, and 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 they're all kind of being busted right now, and and. Uh, it's like so crazy when you see what these criminal guys, these white collar criminals yeah. that are just screwing people out of their, out of their poor life savings and their, you yeah. know, I mean, it's how could anybody do that? I cannot understand that, you know. Yeah. I mean, I I don't understand that kind of greed. I'm I love money. I love being rich. I I think it's I've been poor half my life, so being rich second half is much more fun to me. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, give me a choice. I'm a, you, oh, you did it the right order too. Uh, by yeah, the way. I'll be rich if you don't mind. You know, yeah. but you don't screw other people out of their money to become rich. You you know, if you want five dollars, go dig a hole and you dig the hole. The guy got his hole dug and he gives you the money. Yeah. You know, go play a song and write it and go stand in front and sing it for the people and they'll pay to hear it yeah. if it's good. Yeah. That's the way you got to do it. Don't go cheating people out of shit, man. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that. Those guys I punch their face in. Is that what the Seven Seals kind of about? No, it's but a biblical kind that, of reference, well, isn't well, it, or something? Seal, once the world is beyond repair, yeah, that's when the Seven Seals been broken. Supposedly biblical, oh, okay. uh, that there's six seals have been broken. You know, and World War Four is, hey, uh, or ouch. no, World War Three is, oh, okay. <laughs> is the. I'm sorry, World War Three is the. Um, is the epitome of okay it's yeah. the end of the world right, and because right, right. everyone's just going to kill each other and everyone's just going to be greedy and it's just going to be no no return the land yeah. of no return so yeah. seven seals about that i see a little crack in the seal yeah and that's the way the world looked to me at that time and right yeah. now it looks worse the crack's gotten bigger in my honest opinion and you're a positive guy I'm I mean, totally you're, you're a guy walking around oh, I'm trying totally to, positive yeah Let, let's make is, this but, work but you but let's make this but work. you're not afraid to try to throw light on a dark subject right no so that's important. Yeah. yeah. That's important. Yeah, life. yeah, that's part of the deal. Yeah. That's part of the deal. You got it. So, like, you know, a band like uh, some of these darker bands, like even like a Marilyn Manson, which is just purely dark, and I don't agree with those philosophies and stuff, but sometimes you're bringing that to the forefront. People are taking it wrong sometimes. You know, maybe uh, that gives you a vision of what people are thinking and how's it going. So a guy like me goes, yeah. wow, it's really gotten that bad, hasn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm living in this beautiful little, you know, yeah. white. Um, white pillow, yeah, right, <laughs> white yeah, cloud, yeah. and uh, and I'm going. Wow, it really is bad out there, isn't it? Hey, two more songs and off that record because I really mm -hmm. thought those were important lyrics. Yeah. But feeling is kind of what you were just saying too, isn't it? About yeah. the confusion that's out there, and but we see that so many. We just have that feeling that so many things are wrong, and ah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Feeling was a heavy song. I can't even really remember all the lyrics in it right now because, uh, but that at the time that that Van Halen was going through a lot of troubles within the band and stuff, and I and I was getting really emotional within the band, yeah. and uh, I, I think that song and Don't Tell Me What Love Can Do yeah. really represent. Don't, that was about Kurt Cobain, you know, shooting, blowing his brains out, which is a horrible, horrible thing. Don't tell me what love can do was that yeah. was about that. Yeah, and and but I thought it was about not uh, about. Quitting preaching. People have to quit preaching out there, well, too. No, about it. it was but a little bit about this, a yeah, little okay. bit about that, but it was totally inspired by per Kurt Cobain blowing hmm. his brains out, saying, here's here's a guy who had everything going. He's a rock star, rich and famous, fame and fortune, which, of course, is not yeah. anything, right. but it's what he wanted. He wanted right. to be a rock star, right? He accomplished it. He had a wife. They had a child. Yeah. And when you say so, it was a it was a bitter song. It was like, well, don't tell me what love to do. This guy had all the love in the world. All the fans loved him. He shot him, blew his brains out. Yeah. You know, so it was just a different perspective of the whole thing. But man, yeah. that pissed me off.
the two you talked about you don't want you want to be a preacher but like by my way into heaven, heaven and <laughs> hallelujah both of those are kind of in that oh, kind hallelujah of, hallelujah that's 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 about violence man that's yeah that's about people celebrating w the winning of a war uh, that's about people coming home and saying yeah we won we killed the commie bastards or whatever you know yeah. that's a horrible mentality that you don't celebrate that that's yeah. a, that's a that's a not as fair celebrating moment. By my way, it was about all those preachers, the TV evangelists, man, who who's making billions and and, yeah, and having scary. sex with little kids and, and ah. stuff like that. And man, I just I had to write about that. Don't you almost think it's church when you're at when you're at a show? I mean, I think people oh, are yeah. coming there no, looking for truth. That's church. No, they come. And it's, it's congregation it, of love. Yeah, I it's think a so, congregation man. of people come in with the same purpose, have a good time, love. A lot of love goes on in a rock. And concert. you just don't wear a collar. No. No, well, that's problem. that's illegal anyway in my, in my church. <laughs> it's my church. Have you? When was the last time you were in church? You, uh, last a, night. At, at the show tonight. Yeah. I'm going to church again tonight. I go to church. He asked when was the last time I was on church. I said I'm going to church tonight. Tonight. Tonight, right out there. That's church. That was a radio, ladies and gentlemen. That was a radio interview, and now we're we're ending it. And can you not feel the aliveness moving through this human being, being human? And yeah, read Sammy Hagar's book too. It's straight up through all the stupidness and greatness that is the music business. I'm Frank Jenks, and I appreciate you listening in. Thank you, thank you, thank you for reals. I know you're searching. Don't, don't stop. Keep on scouring lyrics and songs and movies and books and anywhere you can find inspiration. Because, and I know I'm still wrestling with this, you are worthy of love and a great life. Give and get. Listen in and share the goodness. I sign off sincerely, comma, Frank Jenks, questioner, interviewer, searcher, hoper. <laughs>